You're listening to the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast, where you'll learn how you can use direct-to-fan marketing strategies to grow your fan base and generate income from your music with no record label, radio, airplay, touring, or press. And I'm your host, John Ojaka. All right, John Ojaka here, and thanks for tuning in to episode number 41 of the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast. Now, today we're going to be we're going to be doing something a bit different, something we haven't covered uh, here on the podcast before. Something that I'll be honest, I didn't know much about going into this this episode. We're going to be speaking with Karen Allen. She is the author of the book Twitch for Musicians. Now, I'll be honest, I'm not much of a gamer, and so while I was familiar with Twitch as a platform, I really didn't know much about it. I certainly didn't know that musicians uh, were using, or a growing number of musicians were using it to develop not only healthy followings, but also a pretty substantial amount of money, or at least potentially a pretty substantial amount of money. Now, uh, Karen knows pretty much everything you could ever want to know about generating income from your music using Twitch. And uh, she, as I say, she's wrote a, a pretty interesting book about the subject. Now, there's a lot of technical nuance to it, and that's the stuff that she covers in her book. If you, if after this interview, this sounds like something you might want to uh, check out or something you might want to try, then you're going to want to go to go to Karen and find her book, Twitch for Musicians. That's at twitchformusicians.com, uh, and and she'll help you through the entire process. But in this episode, she's going to do her best to really just kind of explain the entire thing from A to Z and give you that bird's eye view of how it works and who it's best for and how musicians are generating um, revenue. And as she says in the interview, there's, it sounds like a lot of money to potentially be made on this platform. She, she talks about how numerous musicians are making a full-time living using Twitch. They work it, as she says, they work hard at it. It's not free money, but it sounds like much, much more so than say live streaming on Facebook and these other platforms, uh, there is some some real potential here, and uh, she makes a pretty compelling case for using Twitch as a viable strategy to get your music in front of an audience and to generate money from that music. So I think you're going to dig it. It's definitely something different for the podcast, um, and I think I think you'll you'll enjoy it. So before we before we circle back to that, just a little bit of housekeeping, a couple things going on. You know, first and as always, if you enjoy this podcast, if you like what I'm doing here with the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast, do me a favor, head on over to Apple Podcasts uh, or Stitcher, wherever you listen to this uh, podcast. Leave a rating and review. Uh, add us to your favorite playlist like us follow us on on spotify um and uh yeah just pay, pay a little love to the podcast those ratings and reviews and all of that the rest of it they really help when it comes to the various algorithms and uh getting getting the podcast to show up in other people's feeds so they can discover it and i can keep making these episodes so do that for me if you if you wouldn't mind uh also uh, as many of you know was it uh about two weeks ago i launched a very special I don't even really know that promotion's the right word, but I have a mastermind program called the Insider Circle. Uh, I've, it's been around since 2011, since June of 2011. It is 
as far as I know, the the longest standing music marketing community of its kind uh, in the world. And many of those original members, believe it or not, from almost uh, nine years ago are still there. And I think that speaks a lot to the value of this community. In in the members area, in the Insider Circle members area, there are more than 100 music marketing mini courses every week. Uh, We hold live coaching calls. There's a forum where I'm in there pretty much every working day or every business day answering questions personally. Um, And it's a very, and every month I release new uh, marketing or music marketing mini courses or, or training lessons. Um, there's nothing like it. It's really it's it's a the, probably the least publicized aspect of what I do, uh, and and yet it's sort of the heartbeat of everything I I do at Music Marketing Manifesto. That's kind of traditionally where the real community has been all these these years, um, and. Because of everything that is going on in the world with COVID-19, this this pandemic and the lockdown that most people are experiencing and how hard that has been on musicians, I wanted to do my part and um, at least help you guys take advantage of this pretty unprecedented amount of downtime that most most of you are experiencing uh, and give you a chance to, to learn a little bit, to better yourselves uh, and to work on at least the marketing side of your music career so that when we get back to some new semblance of, of of normal, whatever that may look like, you can really hit the ground running. Moreover, I specialize in online marketing for musicians, so there are an enormous amount of techniques, of lessons in the Insider Circle that you can use to generate income from your music right now. So I've made that available to everyone during lockdown for just $1. That's for 30 days worth of access. So if you're sitting there in your home or apartment or wherever you are in the world going, man, this is this sucks right now. I don't have any money. I can't get out and perform. Uh, but you've got time on your hands. Then you can head on over to musicmarketingmanifesto.com forward slash insider circle. There's no hyphen in there. Just insider circle. All is one word. Or you can go to musicmarketingmanifesto.com. Click on products and services uh, and find the I can't speak here today. Products and services and find the insider circle tab. And right now, as I'm at least saying this, it's available for $1. As economies are maybe starting to open up, it's starting to look like it won't be available for too much longer, but you can sign up and get 30 days worth of access to the Insider Circle for just a buck. So you've got absolutely nothing to lose. You can use this time, um, again, as I say, to strengthen your your marketing game um, so that you can get out there and and as I've already said, hit the ground running once once we're back out there and ready to kick butt and people have money in their pockets again. But moreover, last month I added a lesson called the emergency LTO to the members area. And this is a strategy that is specifically designed to help you guys make money potentially a lot of money from your music very, very quickly. Uh, it's specifically designed to address the question, I'm in lockdown. I can't perform live. What do I do? I got to pay some bills. So that lesson, as I say, is called the emergency LTO. It's in the insider circle. And I've already heard it just went up a few weeks ago and I just launched the promotion. I've already heard from uh, at least two musicians who mentioned, you know, making thousands of dollars just from that one uh, course. One musician, I I mentioned him because he sent in a testimonial. I I sent that out uh, in a recent email. But using the emergency LTO strategy, he's finally gotten back to me uh, with the total numbers. Uh, In four days, he generated something like $50,000 
$1,500 approximately using that strategy. Another artist reported making uh, over $1,000. Um, and there have been another a number of additional wins where I, I don't know the specifics on their finances, just people reporting a, a lot of sales and success with the strategy. So if you're sitting there and you need to pay some bills, it'll only cost you a buck uh, to, to check it out and see if maybe you can't use that strategy um, to get some wins for yourself. This is the same stuff we talked about in the last episode of the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast with uh, Josh Solomon. So check that out. Uh, in other news, uh, my new service called No Brainer PR has been humming along now for a few weeks. If you're ever in a situation where you need to get press for your music and you don't have thousands of dollars or even really hundreds of dollars um, to get uh, to to, to to spend on publicity, but you could use some press, some authentic, real reviews of your music to not only share with fans, but to use in your marketing to pull quotes from. Uh, check out nobrainerpr.com, uh, which is a guaranteed press service of mine that I've, I've introduced recently. Uh, you can get reviews for as little as $35 from real, authentic music critics, and those reviews are published on real, authentic music and entertainment websites. So check it out. Uh, see if it's right for you, uh, again, if you're in the position of, of needing some press. Um, so that's really it for the housekeeping. We're going to take a quick break. And when we return, as I say, we're going to be talking to Karen Allen, the author of Twitch for Musicians, and she's going to lay out a strategy for using this very well-established and popular gaming platform to, to grow your fan base to engage with your fan base, and more importantly, to make some money from your music. All right, back in a sec. You're listening to the Music Marketing Manifesto Podcast. Hi, this is John Ojaka. I'm a former Interscope and Warner Brothers recording artist who gave up on the major label rat race and began pursuing direct-to-fan marketing strategies back in 2007. The techniques I developed worked so well that they helped my very first client set the all-time single-day sales record at CD Baby and land a position on the Billboard charts. In 2009, I launched Music Marketing Manifesto and began sharing my music marketing strategies with others. Since then, my program programs have helped thousands of musicians learn to successfully market their music, many of which have landed on various Billboard, Amazon, and iTunes sales charts. They even helped one artist land a Grammy nomination. So if you're a musician and you need help growing your fan base or generating more income from your music, then MusicMarketingManifesto.com can help. My flagship program, Music Marketing Manifesto 4.0, is in its fourth edition and will teach you how to build an automated marketing funnel for your music. My program, Music Ads Workshop, will help you master advanced Facebook advertising, and the Insider Circle is my private mastermind group which offers monthly training lessons, weekly coaching calls, a mastermind forum, and over eight years of music marketing strategy lessons. I also offer one-on-one -on -one consulting for musicians who need personal guidance or help with any aspect of their marketing. To learn more, go to musicmarketingmanifesto.com and click on products and services in the main menu. Once more, that's musicmarketingmanifesto.com. All right, on the line with me is Karen Allen, the author of the book Twitch for Musicians. Karen, thanks for being here today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. 
Awesome. So we're going to talk about something pretty unique. We're going to talk about uh, how to use Twitch, uh, something that perhaps I'll let you talk about what it is. So many people listening are perhaps not even familiar with Twitch, but you're going to talk about how to use the platform Twitch to generate revenue uh, as a musician. But before we uh, get into that, why don't you give us a little background on yourself, who you are and uh, how it came to be that you you put this book together? Sure. So what I really do with my life is I'm a consultant. I do strategy and business development for entertainment tech startups, usually companies that have some sort of a solution for um, entertainment companies or a great entertainment app for users. And just through doing that, I came across um, YouNow, which is another live stream platform. It's a lot like Twitch, but it's only for, it's mostly just for teenagers. There's hardly any gaming on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I ran across this, um, saw a presentation, loved the app, and was blown away that it was basically teenagers um, talking to other teenagers. And the content was very similar to what you would see on YouTube. But the teenagers who were watching were tipping these teenagers and subscribing to their channels with real money. Mm-hmm. And that's not something you see happening on Snapchat or on YouTube or even on Instagram. Sure. So I had to figure out what that was all about. So um, I built a channel on it uh, and figured it out and then started looking at other live stream platforms and saw the exact same thing happening on YouNow that was happening on, on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a completely different uh, content category and totally different demo of creator and a different demo of viewer. Uh, and then I found a music category on Twitch, and I was like, what is this? Mm. <laughs> and, you know, saw artists actually, you know, building fan bases and making money on Twitch, and I was just blown away. So I, I kind of dove into it headfirst, um, quit all my consulting, uh, started a channel with a friend, and um, ended up managing one of the bigger streamers on Twitch, and uh, ended up writing a book because I thought it was so good. It's such a good solution. Um, I figured artists needed to know about it, but it was just so, it's so complicated to put a channel together. I knew artists would give up. I almost gave up and walked away. Right. And right. I'm good at this kind of thing. So um, <laughs> right. that's how I kind of, that's kind of how I ended up, you know, being an author and, and knowing way, way, way too much about live streaming and Twitch. Got it. Got it. So, okay. So there's a lot of interesting stuff there that we'll certainly circle back to, but for anyone who's not familiar with Twitch, and I got to admit, I'm familiar with the platform. I, I've, I've heard about it here and there. I'm not a gamer, so I've never used it. I've never been on it. Why don't you just paint the picture? What For starters, what is Twitch? I mean, how am I experiencing it? Give people a sense of the of the uh, uh, interface. How does somebody get onto Twitch? Sure. So Twitch is a community of live streamers. And this community of live streamers are almost entirely gamers and they live stream their gameplay um, and other gamers watch. And it's 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 through an app, it's through a website. How are people actually accessing it? It is through a website and through an app, although they're about 70% um, website usage, which is really the obvious. I mean, opposite of yeah. most other social networks. Most, most social networks are really mobile heavy. This one's not. Um, I think it's because their roots are in PC gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, and streamers mostly just use their PCs because, uh, again, it's, it's so technically complicated to put a stream together. Got it. Um, so this became really, really big with games. And they were really the first one in for a live stream community of gamers. Now we have Mixer and Caffeine and um, YouTube's doing some stuff there, and so is Facebook. But they were really the first ones in. They got massively huge. 
Um, they got bought by Amazon eventually. Uh, but because it got so big, people wanted to start live streaming about other things that they were interested in. So all these sort of gaming adjacent topics came up. So um, talk to them podcasts and ASMR and um, cosplay and basically a lot of the sort of creative arts types of topics mm-hmm. sort of bubbling up in categories on Twitch. And that's kind of how we get to music. Right. Music is a creative art. Um, people who are gaming sometimes, you know, also play music. Uh, musicians discovered it through being a gamer on Twitch, um, just like a viewer, basically, and saying, hey, I can play music and starting their own channels. That's kind of how Twitch fell backwards into right. music. They didn't set this up to be a music solution. Just, it just that the category kind of grew on its own over time. Right. And just so we can associate a visual with this, what are we seeing when we log into Twitch? Yeah, so when you log into Twitch, um, I mean, the navigation will show you across the top, it'll be like a bunch of a, a, caras- a rotating carousel of the top streams, and then there's listings of each category and who's streaming what in each category. Uh, when you go to an actual channel, mm-hmm. what you'll see is um, a video player with a live stream of the creator doing whatever they do. Let's just say it's gaming. Right. So you'll still pull up their, their game screen and you'll see that in the video player and they generally have a camera on them like in the corner somewhere so mm-hmm. you can watch them play. Right. Um, and then there's a chat alongside, alongside the video player and people watching can post to that chat mm-hmm. and um, the creator reads the chat as they're streaming so they respond to the chat. So that's kind of how the viewer and the streamer communicate with each other sure. it's through it's through the chat gotcha. so the chat becomes a very key part of the whole live streaming experience right and what happens to the videos as soon as uh, the live stream is over do they stay up there do they go away yeah the creator has the option to archive their videos um and the by the way the streams are long i mean they'll run two to five hours wow generally. right this, this is a this is a long-term you know a long-form kind of platform um, so Twitch will hold those archives for um, either two weeks or two months, depending on what level of a creator you are. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it's not—it's not really a platform where you're meant to go back and watch, you know, a two-hour live stream. Right. Um, right. The creators can also edit out pieces of their streams and mm-hmm. save those indefinitely um, gotcha. within their channel profiles. Got it. Got it. And yeah. how how much has this spread? So you, you mentioned other categories. Obviously, music is where our interests lie. But is this something becoming mm-hmm. embraced by, say, news channels and, and other, you know, uh, prolific broadcasters of, of live media? You know, I haven't seen Twitch go towards general interest topics. It mm-hmm. generally has something to do with gaming, sci-fi, anime, um, you know, those sorts of gaming world, sci-fi world topics right. do the best. Mm-hmm. Um, there was sort of a catch-all category called just chatting. And honestly, that's just where creators go when they want to broadcast but not play a game. Gotcha. Um, I mean, they're just, they're just hanging out with their audience or whatever. So it's sort of a, it's a fallback general category. Gotcha. Um, but I think talk shows and podcasts are probably like the next major category. And some of that is, you know, formal talk shows and podcasts. And some of that is just people just hanging out and having a chat. But um, yeah, because this is a, a community, um, it tends, the topics stay, tend to stay in the world from which the whole community formed, which is games. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, let's, well, let's talk a bit about the, the demographic, the, the users. So for starters, how many users do we have on, on Twitch? You talked a little bit about the demographic being younger, which is of course going to be interesting to a lot of musicians because as you are no doubt aware, it can be challenging capturing the attention of younger audiences on the more traditional social media platforms. So talk a bit about that. And I'm also curious how, how robust the, the music community is on Twitch. Yeah, so YouNow is the one that was young. That's the teenager platform. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, Twitch itself is mostly millennials. So I see, they okay. are It's over 80% male, not surprisingly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it is over 55%, 18 to 35. Mm -hmm. And the average age is 21. Okay. So, yeah, so it's, it's adults. It's right. mostly adults that are in there. That's still a relatively young um, average user age. Uh, when you start looking at, for example, uh, Facebook and Instagram results, not so much the, the users as a whole, but when you're running ads, the affordable audiences are, are very commonly over 30, for example. So it's, a, it's an interest, and it's, it becomes hard to spend money on ads that get a poor ROI just to get in front of a younger audience that doesn't spend as much money. And it's this, it's this problem area with direct response marketing on the social uh, platforms. Um, you either, again, spend more money than you need to to invest in a hopefully long-term uh, audience that might have some more value because you're you're forming those relationships with them when they're younger, or you're uh, or you're going after an audience that might have less long-term value for a better short-term ROI, um, which is where most of us land, and then we neglect the younger audience. So 21 by comparison is, is still you know quite young. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, how how robust is that that audience? How many users have, does Twitch have, and and how many are, are in yeah, the music have, world? Uh, they have 15 million daily active users. Wow. Okay. And that's a worldwide number. That's not just US. That's a sure. worldwide number. They're definitely an international platform. If you're an artist that has an international audience, then you're going to love Twitch. Right. And if <laughs> your kind of music plays well, you know, in Germany, you're going to love Twitch. Right. Because you, you can actually, you know, stream when it's nighttime for them, and you will get that audience for sure. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. So that's kind of why I love it. But yeah, it's 15 million daily actives. Twitch hasn't really released their numbers um, all too much, but that's been their, their pretty much solid number for the past few years. Gotcha. I'm sure it's way more, I'm sure it's way more now that everyone is home uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. looking for entertainment, you yeah. know, online. I'm sure yeah. that's way more. I know, yeah, I know that the um, music category has bumped up, you know, quite a bit recently. Right. Um, so the, yeah, so the music category is honestly, it's one of the smaller categories on there mm -hmm. so every game is a category um so it's not gaming is a category it's like you know um world of warcraft is a category and dungeons and dragons is a category so right. if you look at it category category by category music is pretty far down there mm -hmm. for all the non-gaming categories music is pretty far up there right got it got it yeah um and you, you, do you know by chance how many of those 15 million on average are in the u.s I think I think Twitch's audience 
and I'm going off the top of my head, it's somewhere around like 30% U.S. Got it. Okay. No, that's helpful to somewhere know. Somewhere in the neighborhood of 30% U.S. and the rest is all international. Got it. So yeah. now tell me if I'm wrong. I would imagine that with Twitch, you are really, um, you're getting in there and you're, you're sharing your music with the Twitch audience as opposed to pulling your audience into Twitch. Is that correct? Is that, is that what you're you doing? You do with? both. Do you? Yeah, so. you definitely do both. Yeah. The good thing, the thing I like about the music category and the reason why I kind of drop everything to write a book about it, because it's one of these emerging platforms. Mm-hmm. And gosh, emerging platforms are so hard to get into when they're, when they're early because right. you have to kind of be in the know, right? And you don't really hear about them until they're a bit saturated. Um, so Twitch is great um, now because people are already in there streaming music mm-hmm. and there are a bunch of people watching those streamers right. um, at any given time. Like it never feels empty in there. It didn't feel empty two years ago. It didn't feel empty three years ago. Right. And it's just growing and growing and growing more and more. Right. So um, you can think of it a little bit like your local music scene. Right. You can think of it like the bands that, that have channels on Twitch or all the bands that are playing your local market. Mm-hmm. And then the fans are all going to the clubs to see them. Um, the bands that are playing tend to all get to know each other because they play the same clubs. Um, they tend to promote each other after a while. Um, the fans get to know the artists who know each other and the fans start sharing information on who they're watching. Like that whole real world dynamic actually does kind of play out on this live stream. Um, platform because it's a community and I will keep going back and back and back to that because that's a singular biggest difference between um, how Twitch operates and what makes it tick versus Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. Those aren't so much communities. Those platforms, they're socially driven content distribution networks. That's what they are. They're not really communities. Yeah. Um, I mean, Facebook groups, the groups on Facebook are sort of, they do kind of feel like communities, mm-hmm. but as whole platforms, you know, they're ad supported, socially driven content distribution networks. Right. Right. Um, yeah. It sounds, it sounds Twitch, like, yeah. oh, sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but uh, you're right. If I start streaming on Facebook or YouTube uh, and I don't tell anyone uh, I'm going to have zero people there. In other words, it's just my people that are coming. I'm preaching to the choir uh, in every single yeah. instance, unless I pay for advertising um, or get a little bit or of viral. Or do a collab with another Yeah, yeah. collab with another creator. Sure. There, there are That's certainly how all way, the YouTubers grow. Yeah. yeah, there are certainly ways to promote yourself on those platforms, for sure. I don't mean to say that there's right. not, but but you're going out and you're doing the work um, to, to pull those people in. It sounds like with Twitch, there's an, at least to some extent, there's an audience there looking for entertainment is that correct there is and you know what they a lot of them kind of like smaller communities because they don't get so lost in the chat Mm -hmm. again the chat's really important because that's how you communicate with the streamer right and it's fun to post something to the chat and have the streamer acknowledge it right have a conversation with the streamer Uh, and the streamer doesn't need to be anybody famous for, for this dynamic to actually work. Right. You know, it's fun to post the chat and have other people in the chat respond to you. It's just, it just feels good. That give and take with other people feels good. And it's rewarding for everybody who's involved in it. Totally. So people, some people kind of prefer a smaller community because it's easier to get that, that sort of dynamic going with people. Um, other people just like who they like and they watch who they watch and, and, and that's fine too. 
So when you mentioned some of the technical challenges of setting up the stream, but what about for a user? You, you talked about how you do bring in an, uh, an audience of your own as well, or at least you can, uh, in, a, in addition to the audience that's there. So if I want to go and if I set up the stream and I start performing right now, is, there, is, it, is it simple to share with non-Twitch users, someone not familiar with the platform? Is it as simple as, say, YouTube, where I can create a live link and share it with people and they just click on it and start watching? Or is there more to it for the, the, for the user? It is that simple. And there are share buttons straight from your live stream page. Gotcha. Um, people can watch for free. They only need to sign in when and create an account on Twitch, which is also free. They'll, they'll do that if they want to post to the chat, because obviously the chat has to have a username associated with whoever you know, posted the comment. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's free to stream and it's free to watch. Very and cool. it's, easy, it's easy as saying, here's my channel, come watch, I'm live right now. And actually, a lot of streamers do that. They will, Before they go live, they'll go on their Instagram and do a story. They'll go on their Twitter and do a story and say, hey, going live, come on in. Gotcha, gotcha. And and presumably you can share the recordings as well after the fact on, on social? Yeah, a couple, you can do a couple of things. Um, you can... You can you can share. You wouldn't want to share the whole recording because no one's going to watch. You know, two to four hours. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, you would share like clips basically from it. So you can share those up to I think it's Facebook and Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, but they're not going to be embedded videos the way that YouTube has an embedded video. It's going to be like whatever your comment was, and then the link, and then like a picture. Uh, a screenshot from your stream, and we'll have to go to Twitch to watch it. Gotcha. If you want to upload an embedded video natively to those platforms, you need to download that clip you made. And Twitch actually has really good video editing tools right on the platform, so it's ridiculously easy to do this. Right. Gotcha. You just go through and edit the piece out, you make a highlight, save it to the platform, and then you download it to um, to your computer and then upload that natively to, to YouTube or Facebook or you make it an Instagram story, whatever you want to do with it. Gotcha. Okay, so uh, I want to, uh, again, we're, I'm going to ask you to walk us through all this. I'm just trying to paint mm -hmm. the picture, get some of the basic stats, sh show people some of the, the benefits of the Twitch experience, and then we'll kind of walk through it a little bit more from A to Z. Obviously, I'm sure that's impossible in the confines of one audio podcast, but you know, we'll do our best uh, to explain the fundamentals, at least, of how it works in a moment uh, and talk about making money with Twitch as well. But so uh, first, uh, we go to the music category. I presume that we click on that and we see it broken down by genre. Would that be correct? No, no the okay, category is not big enough to have genres yet. Okay, so it's <laughs> just, is just in there. Any live stream is music. Yes, yes. Okay. Whether it's like a twenty-four-seven radio style playlist or whether it's people actually performing, it's all in the same category. Um, what you'll do is you can create a title for mm -hmm. each stream mm -hmm. and you'll just make that title unique to whatever you're doing on the stream at that point. Gotcha. So, so if, you're, people, if, if you're a metal act versus a hip hop act, there's no way, uh, there's nothing in the, in the way the stream is organized for users to see that. You'd have to indicate that with your title. With your title, yeah. And I'm sure you'll probably look pretty metal um, in your <laughs> screenshot too. Sure, so when sure, sure. so Twitch lists all of the... Um, all of the currently live streams, they'll mm -hmm. pull um, a screenshot out of like the most recent, I guess whenever they pulled it up or something, they'll do it automatically. You don't take a snapshot to put up as like your your picture. Mm -hmm. They just pull it live from the stream. Um, gotcha. so, so how you look on screen and what your background looks like 
will say a lot about what you're doing, what kind of music you're doing, um, what it's all about, and then that stream title will be very. You can make that very specific. Gotcha. So like you know, we're a jazz band, or we're throwing down some some house right now, or mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So those are the two indicators people will have to whether or not they want to click on your stream and, and jump in. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, and if I was to log on right now, you know, how many people are we seeing in the average? Um, I know I'm sure there's some that break all kinds of records and, and some that have nobody, but what's the average number of people in the average music stream at any given time? Or, or yeah. yeah, in the music category, I mean, I think pretty average music category um, number of current viewers is somewhere between 10,000 and 15,000 people watching oh, any wow. of the given streams. Oh, any of um, them ac- across all categories or music, you said? Across across all the streams in the music category. Oh, wow. That's that's quite a across, lot. So how yeah. many live streams are we likely to find at any given time? I mean, typically, I would say probably less than 200. Okay, so um, 15,000 people probably, spread out over yeah. 200. Uh, it's probably a lot... Um, probably a lot more right now but we're in a bubble mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm trying to give you like a realistic yeah, average yeah. not you know i mean i've been on in the last week or so and i've seen you know forty thousand people in this and twenty five thousand of those were watching the insomniac broadcast with all their huge djs so it's not really wow. fair right you right. know for for our purposes like we're talking about this in terms of you know, I'm an independent artist. What can I expect? That's oh. the conversation you and I are having right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, um, let's talk about so, that pretty, pre- pretty precisely. If I go on right now, I don't share it on social media. I don't bring my own audience. I just start broadcasting. Mm-hmm. What might I expect on average to see in terms of number of viewers? Yeah. The people that I've seen do this, not in the bubble over the last year mm-hmm. on average Twitch days, I've seen them get anywhere between like five and 10, you know, people kind of rolling in. Gotcha. Um, and I've seen them not bring in their normal audience. Like I know this one artist, Moonlight Social, um, wanted to run an experiment. They wanted to just stream on Twitch and see what would happen if they didn't invite their fans in yet. Like mm-hmm. What could they expect? And that's what they did. Um, they had a, five to 10 people, which by the way, 10 people chatting in your stream, that's a good time. Right, like sure. That's, that's, a, that's a fun conversation. You sure. know, that's, that's good. Um, and it's and not it's doing that very of, reminiscent of busking, you know? It is, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot like busking that people don't walk away. Right. <laughs> you know? Right, right. And they have really fun ways of, of you know, paying. Right. Um, so he did this over time and ended up kind of building it up to, I think he had like, you know, between 30 and 40 concurrent viewers, which is still really good. Like the tipping starts really happening, you know, at that level, even, even that small level. And that's just concurrent. So if you're up for two hours and you have 30 to 40 concurrents, mm-hmm. you probably had, you know, several hundred people come through your stream Got over it. the two hour period. Got it. So um, I just, I like focusing on the concurrent sure. number totally. um, because it tends to stay a little consistent over the length of your stream. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a good indicator for me of what level of streamer you're at based on how many concurrents you can pull in at any, at any given point in your stream. Right. Yeah, um, no, I mean, so it's, yeah, cer- that, that, it's certainly easy to just do some basic math and think about touring and how many rooms you play for seven people that are barely paying attention versus uh, a few hundred, most of which are perhaps barely paying attention, but, uh, uh, you know, a few of which are, are very engaged. That sounds almost comparable. Yeah. Right. You know, and I've seen artists do this the other way, too. There's an artist called Fantastic Plastics. They're kind of like a power pop Devo kind of band. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did the opposite. They brought their fans in from day one. Right. And... Um, what they're up to, 
I want to say about 75 to 80 concurrents consistently right now, which mm-hmm. is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been doing it for the better part of a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for a long time, like only one day a week. So it, you, Twitch is very much a show up kind of platform. The more you show up for it, the more you get out of it. So if you're only doing it one day a week, you're not going to get all that much out of it. If you're doing it three days a week, you're going to rise pretty quickly if, if you're good. Um, so it took them a while to, to get to that point. Um, but yeah, they brought their fans in immediately. And what they noticed is they turned their their um, casual fans into super fans. Right, right. Yeah. And what are the benefits yeah, are people- in your mind of doing it that way? So if you're bringing your own fans... It does. It does uh, beg the question. Well, why not Facebook? Why not YouTube? Um, as compared to Twitch. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Facebook or YouTube. I you know I didn't write live streaming for musicians. I wrote Twitch for musicians because sure. I really feel Twitch is the best place for artists to grow. Right. Um, in yeah. a year from now, I could be writing YouTube for musicians. I don't know. Like I just I think it's the best place right now because it's not saturated, because it's not a teenage platform. Um, because there is a pretty wide spread of genres um, being streamed in there, uh, because it's a good balance between men and women who are streaming. Like, there's a lot of reasons why Twitch is, Twitch is a nice, healthy um, place to go for artists. It's also very much a music community. All the streamers know each other. They support each other. Um, they rate each other. So when you finish a stream, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to just ending your stream right there, you can do what's called a raid. Mm-hmm. And that's basically taking all of your current viewers and dumping them in somebody else's stream. Oh, wow. So if you have seven, yeah, it's really cool. So it's kind of like if you got off stage and said, hey, everybody, let's go next door and see my friend. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the, it's the same thing. So um, that's been really great. If you can do that with artists with whom you share similar audience, not necessarily that you play the same kind of music, but with whom you think you share similar audience. Sure. Then those people will stick around and stay. And then they, you know, they discovered a new artist. Um, and how, still, there's ways to, well, how, how does that work? You, you press a button and literally those people get redirected to that person's fate. So it's a command that you put in your chat. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's thing called chat commands mm-hmm. um, where you put in a certain phrase in your chat and it makes certain things happen. And that's one of those things that it can do. Got it. Um, or you can just go into your creator dashboard on Twitch and there's literally like a button you push mm-hmm. on that. And then you put in the name of the channel that you want to raid and it does it for you. You can do it either way. I just generally do it in the chat because it's so much easier. Like when I, when I met, when I produce Marina, Marina V's streams, I just, do it in the chat because it's easy. Gotcha. So it seems you could, um, you know, do things like streaming uh, virtual, uh, you know, uh, festivals and music uh, conferences and things like that where you're you're just, you get, I don't know, 12, 24 artists and every hour you just keep pushing the audience into the next person. If everybody brings some people, obviously not everyone's sticking around for 24 hours, but theoretically that could grow and grow and grow, especially as the community as a whole starts to see the number rising and gets attracted yeah. on that basis. That That's pretty cool. That's yeah, cool you feature. totally could. Yeah, you totally could. And I've kind of seen that happen organically. Mm-hmm. I've been... Um, um, as a viewer in streams where we rated a channel and that channel was almost done with their stream anyway. So they played another 30 minutes and then they rated somebody else. Gotcha. Um, and then that person was almost done and then they rated somebody else. And it ended up that the, you know, the people who were in the very first stream were now three raids down. Um, and it's fun because you know, when, you, when you do that, you're kind of like, oh, we've also got the raid from so-and-so in here. So you've got so-and-so's viewers. And right. It's just, it's fun. It's, you know, it's, 
that's the that's the thing that I love about live streaming. It's fun, and it's all kind of based around this community principles. Right. Everybody kind of working together, helping each other. Um, there's if you have a competitive mindset, like Twitch is not for you. Sure. Um, everybody wins <laughs> at the end right. of the day. Right. You know, it's 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 really great for that. Interesting. Um, I'm, I'll be honest, not being totally immersed, well, not being at all immersed in gamer sort of culture, I didn't have that impression or I don't have that impression that gamer culture would be supportive. I sort of imagine it more like what I see on YouTube, which is, you know, frankly, YouTube can be downright awful in terms of negativity. Um, are you, so you're saying it's a very supportive community and, and much less snarky than YouTube? Amongst the game, I'm sorry, amongst the musicians, yeah. Well, um, really, I'm not the really a gamer. As a whole, but I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really a gamer, so I don't spend a lot of time on the on the the gaming. Gotcha. Um, streams, um, but the musicians for sure. I mean, everybody, every community, you know, has its level of snark. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> its level of bitchiness, and you know, that's just because we're we're people and we can't help it. Sure. Um, but but on the whole. You know, I go to TwitchCon, which Twitch has this big conference every year for all the streamers and fans. It's mm -hmm. in San Diego, and it's the same place they put Comic-Con, and it's really big. And they have a stage for artists who um, stream regularly on Twitch. And they only have a stage because one of the bands raised their hand and said, why don't you have a stage? Mm. And Twitch basically said, here's a budget, you go do it. Nice. So if you hang out at that stage all day, you'll end up meeting all of the other streamers right. <laughs> because... That's sort of like where they hang out with each other during the day. Um, they self-organize at the end of the show, uh, like the Sunday night, they, they find some bar and they basically do an open mic and all the streamers kind of sign up for slots mm -hmm. and they jam together and then they play and so forth. And that's all completely self-organized. Um, I ended up doing a show with three of the streamers um, this, for this past one and we just got, um, we got a club and got a sponsor so it was free and we, we packed it we totally packed the room and again the people who came <laughs> were the people who watched the music streamers and the streamers themselves so gotcha it's yeah it's it's a it's a real community if, if you're good at, at um at being a, a good member of a music community as a musician then you'll do great on twitch very cool very cool so um yeah. Just to, again, refresh anyone's uh, memories or, or remind everyone, uh, Karen does have a book called uh, Twitch for Musicians, and we're going to ask her some questions here momentarily, but I do recommend you go check it. You grab her book. It'll walk you through a lot of the technical stuff that we just really can't get into uh, in this podcast. But um, Karen, if you don't mind, do your best with those limitations you know, aside, do your best to kind of walk us through this. So, so I mean, I'll be honest, this sounds pretty cool like it's interesting to me live streaming something that i haven't done enough of it's always something i'm kind of thinking yeah i guess i'll start doing that and then i put it off and i don't do it but i i, mm -hmm. I certainly you know what i don't like about it is that it's always me needing to do all of the work and bring all of the people there's some uh, something quite attractive about the idea of there being a community there to actually get in front of in addition to whatever you bring uh to the table certainly i can see the benefits of bringing your own community as well but um but this sounds appealing. So walk me through it. I'm interested in doing this. Where do I start and, and explain the basics or whatever you can about setup, whatever, you know, we fundamentally need to know. And then let's talk about how to actually go about making money through Twitch. 
Sure. Yeah. So the first thing I tell artists to do is go spend time in the music category mm-hmm. and um, follow the the channels you like and you know contribute to the chat and really pay attention to what kind of graphic overlays people are using on their streams mm-hmm. and how they're making money and how they're communicating with people and what kind of alerts are popping up. Um, you can generate um, an alert on the screen or in the chat if someone follows or subscribes or tips or whatever. Just really pay attention to all of that because then everything else I explain in the book is going to make sense to you. It's not going to seem so like so like foreign to you. Right. That's the first thing I say. Um, you're not going to go live from Twitch. There is no go live button on Twitch. And this was the first thing that threw me because when I was on YouNow, streaming, there is a go live button right there. And it was right. really easy. And if you're on your mobile, you know, with, um, with Instagram, you go live. It's really easy. Um, if you go live, if you are on the Twitch mobile app, you actually can go live from the Twitch mobile app, but then you're using your camera's phone and microphone for the sound mm-hmm. and it doesn't, it doesn't sound or look that great. Right. You, you can do it if you just want to try it, but I don't recommend it. So you're going to actually end up using um, a few different platforms and a couple of different monetization systems. And again, this is why I wrote the book because it was ridiculous. Right. So Twitch is your first platform. Twitch is a bit like YouTube in the sense that that is where your video goes mm-hmm. and where, that's where it lives. Mm-hmm. And that's where your page is, where people can find you. And that's where people interact with you. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit like YouTube in that sense. It kind of ends full stop right there. Mm-hmm. To actually produce the, the, um, the live stream, um, I recommend you use a, a free software. It's called OBS, Open Broadcaster Software. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty much the standard for live stream production. Uh, it's, it's free, but it's very fully featured. So with this software, you are going to... I've used this for YouTube, have, YouTube live broadcasting. Have I not? This is sounding... You can use it for YouTube and Facebook and Mixer and Caffeine and Twitch and pretty much almost any live stream platform except Instagram. Yeah, I, I've done live streaming on YouTube. I just can't remember the name of the software that I use. I've set it up once and now it's set up. Um, but uh, but I believe it was, you said Obisoft, was it? Yeah. Uh, it's OBS, Open OBS. Broadcasters. Oh, oh, right, right, yeah. It uh, it seems very confusing, I agree. Like, even dealing with that, it looks and seems confusing when you start pressing buttons and setting it all up. But it, but it, it's ultimately not particularly complex once, once you understand that you don't need to really do too many things. <laughs> Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah. Once you learn how to operate it, it's actually really easy. Um, it looks a bit like iMovie. It looks a bit like any video editing software. Yeah. Um, it just it just it's for live. That's all. Right. Okay. Um, so, so we get sorry. I interrupted you. You're get that software. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna add what's called sources mm-hmm. um, to your OBS, and um, every source is gonna be a component that you put into your live stream. So your camera is a source. So you can use a webcam on your computer or you can buy a nice one for $75. Um, You can use a webcam. Um, Your graphic overlays are going to be a source. Your audio is going to be another source. And this is kind of why I like OBS so much because you can actually plug your mixer, Mm -hmm. like your physical hardware mixer, straight into your computer. You just need a a USB audio interface. If your mixer doesn't already have a USB out, Mm -hmm. then you're just going to get a basic XLR to USB audio interface. They're, you know, a couple hundred dollars. Um, And then you can basically put all of your mic and instruments and looper pedals and anything else you do into your mixer and have one out um, that goes into your computer, and that is your audio source. Got it. 
So it sounds really good because it's going through your mixer. It's really mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you can plug every instrument in individually, uh, but they would each need their own USB source, and that seems insane. And most artists already have a mixer. Sure. Um, if you're using a digital audio workstation, um, it's trickier to do, but you actually can uh, use a DAW for your stream. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah. So if you're a DJ, um, whatever, then you can totally a rapper, whatever, sure. if you want to use your DAW, you totally can use that. Okay, so just recapping um, and, and then, make, making sure I understand, I I basically select an audio source, which would be coming from a USB mixer, uh, and then a video source, which would be whatever camera I've got connected. Presumably, I could connect my iPhone or do whatever I wanted and, and, and then select that as the input for both sources. Yeah, yeah okay. and you can use multiple cameras if you want, and sure. multiple audio sources. It kind of depends. There actually is an audio mixer on OBS. Um, so if you do have multiple audio sources plugged in individually, you can mix them right on, on the software. Got Pretty it. Cool. Cause so you could set um, up some, something with your rehearsal room and mic your drums and mic your guitars and mic everything individually and sort of leave it set up as your li- like live performance room and uh, have those totally. settings more or less saved. Yeah. Got yeah, it. absolutely. Yeah, you can totally do that. Yeah. Cool. And then your other sources are going to be all the fun things. Like, um, like, you know, maybe you want your logo on there somewhere. Sure, sure. Um, you know, maybe you want a place for the alerts to pop up. So when someone follows you, there's some sort of like a, a graphical alert that says, hey, so-and-so just followed you or so-and-so just donated or so-and-so just rated you or whatever it is. Right. Um, if you want to take song requests, there's a whole other service um, that handles your song requests mm-hmm. and they make a little graphical overlay to keep track of your song queue. So who's requested what, um, and you kind of operate all that from the website. Okay. Uh, but the, the queue itself will show up on your stream so people can keep track of, oh, this song is next and this person requested this song and, gotcha. and so forth. I think that's where yeah, my brain so starts to go. I'm going to need to get the book to, to remember all that stuff, but, um, yeah, yeah. but, so but let's so go back to broadcasting. Twitch. Yeah, so far we have Twitch, uh-huh. right, where it goes, and yeah. we have OBS where we're going to make it. Yeah. And then the third place is going to be what I call streamer services. Okay. And that's where you program your alerts. That's where gotcha. you program your time messages on your chat bot. That's where you program um, your your song list and taking requests. And that's even when you could, where you can program taking off Twitch donations. Mm-hmm. So this is really cool. So um, Stream Elements and Stream Labs are the two streamer services they're kind of like pepsi and coke there's some they're similar but they're different um you can honestly just use either one right. i have there's certain things i like about so, other, so this is a third party things. website thing that i got to go sign up for and it integrates with mm-hmm. twitch it integrates with obs it, with obs i see okay yes it helps you produce your so really all of the production is happening there all of the productions yeah, happening yeah. in OBS. Okay, I, I haven't you used it. You are going to, to set up your before. broadcast and broadcast from OBS. You are not going to watch Twitch when you're live. I see. Because there's a 10 second delay and it's going to throw you off. Gotcha. So you're going to watch the chat and you're going to watch your stream when you're in OBS. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. 
I've used OBS, yeah, but yeah. but much. You want to write a book? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've, I've used OBS, but it was not. It was nowhere near as complicated. I, I I linked a few things and pressed a button and saw a little screen in the window there and and was away. Yeah. And, um, it's uh, it was it sounds more complicated, but but and uh, you, and you, look, you can totally do that. But I'm just saying, if you want it if to be more interactive and more fun, right, right? I really recommend you dig into Streamlabs and Stream Elements to figure out how to make these alerts work. Yeah, that and how to cool. make donation goals work and follow goals and you know all these things that you're going to want um you can also connect your paypal mm-hmm. to streamlabs or stream elements and mm-hmm. send people to your page on streamlabs or stream elements to make a donation there mm-hmm. it goes straight to your paypal mm-hmm. um and it will still generate an alert on right. your screen even though the donation didn't go through twitch gotcha. um, it will still generate the alert is there any pro um, or con and- to taking payments through either option um the pro of setting up your PayPal on Streamlabs and Stream Elements, by the way, they also have credit card processors mm-hmm. in both those services. The, the pro on that is that they don't take any revenue share. Gotcha. So it's just what PayPal takes for their portion, and it's just what the credit card processor, like three or four percent, what they would take. What is but the, there's no revenue share. What is the revenue share on Twitch? I'm good, glad you asked. So <laughs> there are two ways to make money on Twitch. Um, if you hit a certain level, um, there's two different levels to being able to monetize your stream. And one is affiliate and one is partner. And affiliate is easy to get and partner is really hard to get. Okay. Um, you can pretty much monetize the same on both. You just get promotional benefits for being a partner. Um, so if you're at the affiliate level, you can, um, you can start charging subscriptions. They're optional, but you can start offering subscriptions on your channel. Mm-hmm. And those amounts are preset by Twitch. Okay. So if there's a level that's 499 9.99 and 24.99, and okay. as you would think, the most popular option is 4.99. Mm-hmm. And what people get for that, um, you can do things like subscriber-only chat, subscriber-only access to archive videos, subscriber-only streams. I recommend you do none of that um, unless you have an ungodly amount of um, of viewers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what they what they really are getting out of it is. Um, it's emotes. So emotes is Twitch's emoji. Okay. Twitch has their own set of emoji. They do not use the global emoji that you have on your phone and on Facebook. They have their own set of emoji, and it's not relevant to anything in your life if you're not a gamer. <laughs> okay. So, so it's really important to be able to have um, emoji emotes, as they call them, that let people you know dance and cheer and mm-hmm. laugh and. Mm-hmm do all these things that you want to do when you're watching, you know, a music stream. So when you hit that affiliate level, you can start designing your own emotes. Mm -hmm. And people who subscribe to you are able to use those emotes as long as they're subscribed. And they can use the emotes in any stream, not just yours. Uh So if you make really good emotes that people love to use, then suddenly people know about your emotes because they see them on other channels and they're like, oh my God, who made that emote? And they put their cursor over the emote and it pops up what it is and they can see it. And, you know, it's another little secret, secret way of sure. learning yourself. Is making sure. good emotes. So that's the subscription side of it. Um, Twitch takes half of your subscription. Money. Oh, wow. Okay. So significant. I know. It's a lot. Um, the other way that Twitch monetizes is um, they have virtual currency. Mm-hmm. And you buy the virtual currency and then spend the virtual currency in the streams. And the currency is called bits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're going to buy bits 
and you can just donate bits to the streamer. Like, I think you're awesome. Here's 300 bits. Right. Or you can spend 300 bits on what's called a cheer moat, which mm-hmm. is an animated emote. Okay. And this animated, yeah, and they're, they're all pre-programmed by Twitch. I don't think you can even make your own until you're a partner or something. Okay. Um, yeah, but, but they're fun. They, I mean, they're cute little, like, you know, narwhals and unicorns and hearts, and that, they're really cute. So you can buy cheer moats for the streamer, and the cheer moats are going to show up in the chat and on the screen and have your name on it. So-and-so just, you know, bought you a cheer moat, mm-hmm. whatever. It's effectively tip, um, so, tipping, though, with a little bit of fun involved. Is that right? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, okay. So Twitch sells the um, the bits for a dollar forty for a hundred bits. Okay. And you make a penny per bit, so you make a dollar for a hundred bits, mm-hmm. and Twitch sells that for a dollar forty. Okay. So the split there is closer to seventy percent revenue share for you. Okay, and I, I'm just assuming for some reason that this is how most of the money gets spent on Twitch is through through these this sort of more tipping structure. Is that right? That's how a lot of the money is spent. Um, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think uh, people like to request songs, mm-hmm. and they tend to request songs with donations that are run through Streamlabs and Stream Elements. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I don't, I have never seen any, I've never seen any numbers like breaking out how much was spent on Twitch versus not, Mm -hmm. but I know for sure that pretty much all the request money goes through the sort of off Twitch. Right. That's just the way it works with the system, with the site that does it. That's just, they they kind of rot you there. Well, so, so a lot of money, you can make a lot of money with no ref share. Right. With your uh, uh, ex- experience on the platform, yeah, how have you, how have you made the money? How, have you used the, have you used PayPal much? Has it mostly been through tips? Has it been through subscriptions? Like, uh, what have you seen? Yeah, I mean, just from anecdotally talking to a handful of streamers and, and knowing, you know, what mine does, mm-hmm. um, I I would say that the, the Streamlabs stream elements outpaces the subscriptions and the bits, but mm-hmm. probably not by that much because again, people really like to subscribe because they really like to use the emotes. And I, I think, yeah, I think I'm missing something there. The Streamlabs screen elements. So this is when you're creating those custom. Uh, emojis and things that people are emotes as you call them um that people can pay to basically reward you with that's where most of the money's going um i think streamlabs my guess is that more of the money goes through for musicians mm-hmm. more of it goes through streamlabs and stream elements because that's how people request songs and put donations right. on those requests right okay um but I, I think it outpaces the subscription on Twitch and the bits on Twitch. But mm-hmm. that's just sort of my anecdotal is what I think. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little fuzzy on on this, and so I'm sure some listeners are as well um, if they're not mm-hmm. familiar with the platform. So I want to understand this. So I've got my stream going. How are how are people seeing these options that they have to them in order to to pay for one of these emotes or to request a song? How is this organized? Yeah. So on Twitch. Um, on the site or on the app, you're going to see a big fat subscribe button mm-hmm. right over the video player. Uh-huh. So that's not hard to miss sure. <laughs> at all. And you click on that and a little pop-up window comes up and it gives you all your options. Um, and, you know, if you've already subscribed, you can always buy gift subscriptions for other people. And mm-hmm. super fans do that. They'll buy, they'll buy like, you know, 10 or 20 gift subscriptions at $5 a piece. Mm-hmm for other people in the chat. Um, 
So it's, it's not always about people subscribing for themselves. It's also about, I want to support the artist. I'm going to buy a bunch of subs, you know, for, for people in the chat. Right. Um, so that's how, that's how subscriptions work. The bit lives in the chat. So mm-hmm. in the little um, chat box where you put your message, just to the right of that, you're going to see a little diamond. Mm-hmm. And if you click on the diamond, a little pop-up comes up that says, here's all the things you can buy with your bits, and here's how you can buy bits. It's, it's really simple. And those are all separate from, I, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't remember the names of the two services that you recommend, the streaming yeah, services. separate but, from Streamlabs. Okay, yeah, so, so I click on some, so, so is mm-hmm. it sort of like Patreon, only in the sense that I might go into the, the, the streaming services and create a bunch of, not rewards exactly, but uh, things that people can pay for, like requesting songs and things like that. Um, and then when people click on subscribe, uh, something opens up and shows them all the things that I've created, basically the digital merch that I've created, the options I've created. And so they can either select from that or they can look over to the chat and and just send some bits, which is, I assume, a little more painless. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the subscription, I mean, really all you can make for that is, is the emotes. Mm-hmm. It's not as, it's not as fully featured like Patreon is, uh-huh. where you can start offering all other kinds of perks. Mm-hmm. The only thing you can really make for them is these emotes, which is emoji, right. um, that they can use in the chat. Um, you can, again, you can also do subscriber only streams and subscriber only you know, allow only subscribers to chat in the chat. But again, if, if you if you don't have ten thousand concurrent viewers, then it doesn't even bother with right. that. You're going to be excluding people from discovering you. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah. I think I, I understand, and obviously your book will break that down. Um, is it is is that process of creating these emotes complicated? You know, I'm sitting here going, well, wait, what do I have to do? I have to become a designer here to do this? I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, you know, I literally made them on Canva. You know what Canva is? I do. Yeah, Canva's I use like it all a, the time. Yeah, yeah, I made them on Canva. Gotcha. Okay. So, so not particularly difficult. You just create some graphics and then you assign a meaning to them. So when somebody buys that graphic, they're requesting what a particular song, or is it just the right to request any song? How does that work? No, they're not really tied to request. Requests all happen off Twitch. Oh, okay. I Um, missed that. So yeah. So the emotes are going to be part of the subscription. Mm-hmm. So when you subscribe to the channel, mm-hmm. you um, you unlock these emotes that you're now able to use in the chat. And I see. you can design them. Yeah, you you can use those I see, I to, see, I see. So the, the yeah, subscribe is the like, is the four ninety nine or fifteen or twenty five. Mm-hmm. I see, I see. Okay, now right. I understand. Right, right, right. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it unlocks those in the chat basically and um I mean people make oh, the more subscribers you have, the more emotes you're able to create got it um so people start you know running out of emote ideas mm-hmm. so <laughs> they start um doing things like little inside jokes with the audience they um maybe do lyrics um like the artist i manage megan has a song that goes TikTok, TikTok. so she has uh, one that says tick and one that says talk so when she when they play that when she plays that song everyone like starts using those emotes in the chat it's just it's fun it's kind of like audience participation you should think of them like audience participation gotcha and just again because i'm still not clear on the song request part how you said it -hmm. it takes place off of twitch so i understand the emotes and and how that goes along with the subscribing option i'm not clear on on how one is paying for these different things like requesting a song sure so that all happens um um the most popular solution for that is a website called Screener Songlist. Okay. Um, it's 
it's one of the best I've seen. It's one of the only ones that exist, and it's one of the best I've seen, and it was created by a member of the Twitch music community. Mm-hmm. Um, so updates, you know, don't tend to come around very, very often, but it works fine. So you go to streamersonglist.com, you sign in with your Twitch ID, um, and you start filling in your song list with all the songs that you are willing to do. Mm-hmm. And then once all your song database is in there, then um, you direct people to that website, and you can just do that with um, an, a, like a timed message, an automated timed message that goes into your chat that says, hey, my song list is here, click this link, and they click this link, and then they go to the site, and they look through your song list, they find a song they want to hear, and then they hit request, and then it goes into your song queue. Got it. Um, if they want to add a donation, then you can send them to um, your Streamlabs or your Stream Elements page, and they make the donation there. Okay. And once they've made the donation there, um, that triggers the alert on your screen and in your chat saying, hey, so-and-so just donated $5. And if there's a message along with that, that'll post too. Uh, And then you have to kind of, it's a little clunky right now. You have to sort of dig through your um, donation history on Streamlabs and or Stream Elements and figure out, you know, who you want to, because they'll put the name of the song in that description. Right. So this is... Yeah, yeah, this is sounding a little complicated uh, or opening up multiple websites and multiple servers that the user would be. Is that right? Or is it just actually sounding complicated, but in reality, it's not? No, it's complicated and people do it. <laughs> right. Okay. Fair enough. That's the thing. You would think, yeah, you would think this is stupid. No one's going to do it. And I'm telling you, it is stupid and people still do it. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Fair enough. So I don't make the rules here. Yeah. If, if, <laughs> I, if I wanted to follow the 80-20 principle here where 20% of my effort's going to get me 80% of my results on the income level, what's the 20% of my energy that's going to make me 80% of my results? Is it just performing and getting bits as tips? I would say most of it's going to come from subscriptions and subscriptions. song requests. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. That, that's just kind of what I've seen. These okay. are not as popular to give. Even though People they're easier. Love subscriptions. Even though they're easier. Um, yeah. Interesting. Good um, to know. Subscriptions are, are more fun. They're, okay. It's fun to give people subscriptions. See, people give money in a stream at first to make their experience better, mm-hmm. right? And then the more they get into you and become a fan of you, they are giving money to make their experience better and to support you. Right, right. Those two things start to actually matter. In the beginning, they're not really doing it to support you. In the beginning, they're doing it because they want to have more fun. Right. And using an emoji is more fun than not using an emoji. Sure, right? sure. You know, getting put, pushing my song request to the top of the queue because I gave you $10 is more fun than waiting for it to bubble up at some point or maybe never. Got it. So the first level of, of motivation for the viewer is make this more fun for me. Mm-hmm. The more they get into you, it's they understand that the making it fun for me is also supporting you. And that's when you start to see people start giving like gift subscriptions because they just want to support you as an artist and they want to do it in ways that are fun for them. When they buy gift donations, gift subscriptions for people, it shows up in the chat. It's like so-and-so just bought, you know, a gift sub for these five people. And the streamer's like, oh my God, that's so awesome. Thank you so much. And it it feels good. It feels good to give. It feels good to get acknowledged when you give. Mm-hmm. It feels good to get. Yeah, no, I hear <laughs> you. Know? you. I hear you. It's all good. So uh, that's that's like the that's the logic. So the more you can make fan, um, sorry, the more you can make audience engagement and audience interaction 
you know, sort of tied to monetization, then the more likely you are to actually monetize. Gotcha. So, so we are running short on time, but I still have three or four questions I want to I want to get mm-hmm. out here. So, so what about pitching off-site services like Patreon um, or buying an album? Can you are you allowed to do that? Are there any rules against absolutely. that? Absolutely. Okay. So absolutely, and a lot of streamers also have Patreons because the subscriptions they offer on Twitch are very limiting, mm-hmm. and they want to be able to do more than just offer an in-chat emoji. Right. They you know they want to get perks. So there, there are gamers that have Patreons. You know, it's not just music people that sure. have Patreons. It's a lot of people. So for sure, you can do that. Um, on Twitch, you're going to have a profile page, and there's a big blank space on that profile page that you can fill up Got with, it. here's a link to my Spotify. Here's a link to my merch. Here's a link to, you know, where to buy my record. My, so here's my band camp. You know, all the stuff that you want to promote about yourself, you can fill up that big blank space. And it's really easy because those are templates. Basically, you fill, you fill out a little template. So it's really easy to program all those pieces in there. And then in the chat, um, as mentioned, you can have automated messages post to the chat. Great. Um, they're called okay. chat timers because mm-hmm. they're on a timed basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and those could all have links in them. So it can be like, hey, here's a, here, find out more about me. Here's my link tree. You know, if your link shows everything on it, or you know, here's my Spotify pre-save campaign. Click on this to pre-save my next single. Like whatever you want to program in there, there kind of are no rules with that. It just comes down to text and web links. Got it. Great to know. So, so yeah. one could, mm-hmm. if any of this stuff with the different services was sounding too complicated, uh, one could just get on, start streaming live, pitch their Patreon throughout, and and approach it that way, and keep it simple if they wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if, if that's if you're just getting your feet wet, that's a really good place to start. Gotcha. Um, cool. Although I do recommend I do recommend you at least sure. sign up for Stream Lots of Stream Elements and do the alerts because they're they're just fun and it'll it'll bring it to your attention when something happens on your stream. Gotcha. Um, okay, yeah. so so again, just kind of sticking with some rapid fire questions here. How much does all this stuff cost? Mm-hmm. All the different services um, that m- one might you know want to get. You recommended a few, you know, the streaming services and things like that. The whole package, what's it going to cost a musician? A lot of it's free. Cool. Um, Streamlabs is free. Stream Elements is free. Streamer Songlist is free. Twitch is free. OBS is free. Great. Um, yeah, it's good. Uh, it's They basically work off rev shares or, or they're just simply free. It's one right. of the two. Perfect. Uh, so, yeah, so it's really easy to get in. The things that might cost you money up front, um, if you don't have a good camera, I recommend getting a good camera. Gotcha. And a good camera is going to cost you seventy five dollars. The Logitechs sure. are really, really good. Um, get one of those; they're perfect. Cool. Um, if you need to get a USB audio interface, that's going to cost you some money. Right. Um, right. I recommend you vibe up your room a little bit with some lighting, so that might cost you a little bit. Right. Right. That's it. I mean, you, artists pretty much have everything they need already. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Um, and what's the ideal length in your experience of one of these streams? How long should a musician, you talked about some of the gaming streams being, you know, two to five hours. How long should a musician stream for? Is there is there a peak amount of time where it starts to be diminished returns? or? Um, no, it doesn't. People like to hang out. The average, the average um, viewer session length on Twitch is 90 minutes. People are there to hang. Um, um, interesting. I keep calling this, yeah, I call it the, the slow food movement of the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, remember when everybody was like making like these, sure. you know, 10 hour soups and stuff and it became <laughs> I a do. deal. I do. It's, yeah. it's the same thing. It's, it's the opposite of the infinite scroll It's on Facebook. It's the opposite of the three minute video on YouTube. Yeah, like People that. are there to hang out. You know, they're not, 
they're not really there. I mean, they're there for the music, but they're there to hang out and listen to music. Right. And hanging out is something you do over time. So there really aren't diminishing returns. Um, it's just how long can your voice hold out? Right. And how many songs do you know? And when do you get tired and hungry? You know, <laughs> right. that's pretty much it. Um, gotcha. I, yeah, if, if an artist wants to go into build mode, like I'm going to build a community, come hell or high water on mm-hmm. Twitch, mm-hmm. Uh, I recommend two to four hour sessions, three to five days a week. Wow. The more you can do it, the better. Because right. again, Twitch is a show up community. You just show up to get the benefits. Right. So um, let's say I'm willing to yeah. do that. I'm willing to, I'm going to go and spiff up a corner of my, my house. I'm going to make my little, you know, I want to call it like a, a YouTube studio, but a streaming studio where I, you know, it's mm-hmm. vibing, it's cool. And I'm going to commit to doing this. I'm happy to jump on for two or three hours, twice a day, three to five times a week. Um, uh, how much money can I realistically expect to make? What are you seeing? And I don't mean, you know, again, those those spectacular. Well, actually, I'd be curious to hear the best stories you're aware of, as well as the sort of more reasonable expectations. Yeah, the the best one I know of, um, which, which is, as you might have mentioned, as you, as you might imagine, is not typical. Sure. Um, and they built us over time, um, but you know they're they're in six figures for sure. They're wow. for sure in six figures. That's fantastic. Um, it's more typical for people who are doing this full time to be in mid five figures, mm-hmm. um, and that's for the people who are partnered in doing this as a full time thing. Right. Um, and there there are a lot of solo people too, right? Mm-hmm. So it's easier to it's easier for one person to live off that kind of money, especially if you don't live in Los Angeles right. or New York. Um, so there's, there's a certain level of your ability to live off that kind of money. Yeah. Uh, but there are plenty of people who, you know what, this is a really nice side hustle for them. Mm-hmm. This is a really nice way to pay for the recording of their record. This is a really nice way to get tour support. This is a really great way to pay for that photo shoot, like to pay for the publicist, like, or just have a little extra cash for gosh sakes. So it's either, you know, a really nice little side hustle. Um, or if, if you're really committed, you can make this a full-time job, um, depending on how much you can pull in and what your expenses already are. And, and for a smaller amount, which I, I think is going to become more and more, there are more and more people who are going to be in this category. You know, it's, it's an actual living, right? Like it's, it's a, it's a comfortable living. So thirty to forty thousand dollars a year for people who do it almost every day at like a job is is not unrealistic. Not unrealistic. That's really cool. That's really cool. And not even every day. I, right. I'm I'm saying three to five days a week. Yeah. Two to yeah. four hours per session. Right. That's really cool. So uh, give us a yeah. couple of names of artists that we might want to check out that really get it, that are doing it right, that stream regularly. Um, any recommendations? Yeah, so um, the one I manage <laughs> is sure. Megan Lenius, um, M-E-G-A-N-L-E-N-I-U-S. Um, she just hit her, I think, three-year partner or two-year partner anniversary. Cool. Um, she's great. Uh, she's, you know, female pop rock guitarist, works with a looper. Um, she She's really great. Mm-hmm. I like her a lot. Another one is Raquel Lilly. And on Twitch, she's just Raquel, the way you would think Raquel would be spelled. Mm-hmm. Um, sim- similar, she does more like R&B blues kind of stuff, um, soloist on guitar. She's really good. Uh, if you want to see how I produce a channel, then go look at Marina V. 
Mm-hmm. Um, she is Marina V like Victor Music. That's okay. her channel. Um, and you, like, I kind of, some of the streamers don't have a lot of stuff on the screen. Right. I kind of like having the, um, I like having like an event list of who's, you know, followed recently. I like having alerts up. I like having, um, she likes using a separate camera. I like having an overlay with the song request. Some artists won't actually use all that. Right, right. I like it when they do. Right. So if you want to see all that, um, Marina V Music is really good for that. Um, a band I love who is stupid fun uh, and built an audience really quickly on Twitch because they are so fun. Uh, that's Fantastic Plastics. Mm-hmm. They are a husband-wife duo. They're kind of the power pop duo artist. They're just a husband-wife um, playing with a drum machine. <laughs> he plays guitar, she plays theremin and keyboard, and they are a ton of fun. Awesome. So, yeah, they're really good. Um, I like Moonlight Social quite a bit. Uh, they do a lot of covers and what's called a live learn, mm-hmm. which is when you're when you're able to pick up a song by ear uh, and learn it live. People love that. It doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to be cool. Um, they're really good at you know playing all like the '90s rock bands and stuff, and they're really really good time. Gotcha. Um, yeah. I just if you want to see a full band setup, mm-hmm. a, a really good one for for like a full band setup, a Halo scene, H A L O C E N E. Okay. They yeah they they're all in the same room together and they all have cameras on them. Um, and they're really good about um, flipping through like who's on camera at a certain time or you're watching all people at the same time. But if you want to see how a band does it, uh, that they're really, really good. Right. Well, I was pulling it up. So listeners may have heard some because I'm recording from my sound card. They would have heard some somebody talking a second ago over you. Uh, that's because I pulled up uh, the site and uh, while we were talking just to make sure I had the correct URL um, and it, the video started. So it's just uh, again for everyone who's not familiar, it's twitch.tv, correct? Yeah, twitch.tv, not .com. Great, yeah. And we uh, just create a free account and dive in and check out some of those people uh, that Karen recommended, and we should start getting, it should start coming into focus. Is that correct? Yeah. Great. Exactly, yeah. Again, I mean, I learned a lot just by watching, and then I figured out how to do it, and it was so much easier because... If I just tried to figure out how to do it, I would have been so confused. Right, right. Well, your 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 book sounds like a no-brainer for anyone who's interested in this. I was really um, kind of excited to have you on because it's just so different. You know, I get probably one or two podcast guest requests a day, and you, uh, I have a fairly automated process of saying, you know, thanks. We'll get in touch if it's something that we we want. And your your email came in, and for some reason it was tagged wrong, so it was tagged for my assistant, but he thought, you know, that I knew it was there for me and it just sat there for many months and I came across it just the other day going why is this tagged for for Steve this is this is for me um and I think he had already even replied to you and uh I was like this is really unique it's really different it's not the same old thing and it's it's you know it's rare that I come across platforms that I really know pretty much nothing about and um you're talking about some pretty impressive numbers so I think I think this is something worth checking out. I know I'm going to dive in and just see what it's all about and see if it's right for me but but talk about your book where can we get it um you know how do we how do we find your book Yeah twitchformusicians.com um has links out to uh, you can buy it directly the ebook directly off my site there's mm-hmm. links out to Amazon and Barnes and Noble and Apple ebooks um, and I also have an online course. So if you're not really a book person and you'd rather just show me, rather me show you everything in a video, um, there's a link out to my online course on that as well. 
Great. Um, and most of the book in the course, honestly, it's step-by-step walkthroughs. I spent a little bit in the beginning, a little bit at the end explaining what this is all about. And at the very end, I explain, now that you've built your channel, what do you do? Sure, <laughs> now, sure. What do I do when the camera starts? What do I do in between streams? What's happening here? Um, but like 80% of it, honestly, is technical step-by-step walkthroughs. All right, twitchformusicians.com. Yeah. Thanks very much, Karen. Um, before we sign off, is there any final words, anything that we've left out, anything you want to say to the folks? Um, you know, I, I just love live streaming so much, and I'm so happy that everybody is uh, is discovering it and it's a terrible, terrible situation that they have to. Mm. Um, but I saw this getting big this year anyway. I think our hands just been forced a little sooner to take a real look at it, but I mean, I couldn't be happier that this exists for artists and I'm so excited to explain to artists how to use it. Um, I would just really recommend that you understand that this is a community and you're walking into a community of people and just try to blend into the community and be a good member of the community and not just sort of be in there for yourself. Got it. Um, but be in there for everything. And that's, if, if you can have that be kind of be your guiding light, you're going to do great. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Karen. Yeah. My pleasure. Thank you. Take care. All right. Once again, that was Karen Allen, the author of Twitch for Musicians. And if you liked what you heard, go pick up her book. Uh, you can learn more about it at twitchformusicians.com. It's on Amazon and everywhere else where you find books. Uh, it's a steal for the amount of information um, that, uh, that you're going to get. So check it out. And again, a big thank you to Karen for being on the show. Uh, I thought that was really interesting. It was outside of my wheelhouse. uh, So it was a lot of fun to learn something new. Thank you for that. All right. So that is it for us. Once again, if you want to take advantage of my $1 Insider Circle trial offer during lockdown, get yourself 30 days worth of knowledge for just a buck. That's That'll get you instant access to over 100 music marketing mini courses and weekly live coaching calls with me where you can ask questions and we can talk about the, the challenges that you're facing as a musician and as a marketer with more than a decade of experience and millions of dollars of sales uh, under my belt, I can give you direct feedback and try to help you over those obstacles so that you can achieve uh, everything that you're all out to achieve as an independent musician. All right. Thanks very much for listening. Hope you guys are doing okay out there, that you're safe, that your families are safe, um, and that you are uh, you're hanging in there during these difficult times. Take care, and hopefully I'll catch some of you inside the Insider Circle members area soon. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast. If you'd like to learn more about how you can market your music using the direct-to-fan strategies discussed on this show, then head on over to musicmarketingmanifesto.com and sign up for your free copy of the Music Marketing Blueprint. Once again, that's musicmarketingmanifesto.com.